Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in New York City. And the left just likes to swing a velvet hammer. It's like a hammer covered in velvet, but it's still a hammer. And trust me, the sickle is right behind it. Imagine if Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast was to become our next president. And he were to like decree the way he likes to, saying, and I'm going to use my Cuomo impression, I'm going to be your next president. I'm going to kill your grandmas. I'm going to molest your daughters. You're going to vote me into the White House. The things that he says with a straight face boggle the mind. But here he was this week just laying it all out there. Listen to this. Who are the groups who are targeting on the vaccination? Youthful and the doubtful. And there is an attitude that they'll be fine. Why should they take the vaccine? Maybe you will get a long haul syndrome that we're not really sure what it is yet, but a lingering consequence of COVID. Or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother. The way he just minimizes things, the way he matter-of-factly states things, but it's not unique to him. The way that he can just lie with a straight face is kind of part and parcel with being a Democrat politician. You see, that's the underhanded nature of so many Democrat politicians. They insist in being as sneaky as possible, never transparent in their destructiveness like AOC or Bernie Sanders. And rarely do they ever let you see their true nefarious nature when they want to eliminate something. They just get you to release it. They never pry it out of your hands. That's how they roll. Notice how the Karens just manifested in life, right? They didn't need the government to start ratting people out for mask wearing, this, that, and the other thing. It just happened. They create these armies of people. They get you to turn against yourself. They didn't need the National Guard to keep people home. So they bribed them with extended unemployment. And that was enough to cripple the economy. So the left, like I said, swings a velvet-covered hammer, but it's still a hammer. And remember, the sickle is right behind it. Now listen, I think politicians like uh, Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast and Nancy Labruja Pelosi, they just missed getting into organized street crime by a hair chipitito just by a little bit so they went to law school and college and they got into politics instead they won't break your legs but they simply won't ever tell the truth either and they'll figure out another way to hurt you 
They just don't tell the truth ever. I don't think it's possible for them. But they prey on people who rely on knee-jerk emotionalism. And that's destructive. So I urge you, don't engage in it. Just use logic, use the law, and take decisive action. We have to be better than those other people. The crazy liberals that now are progressives, many of them, that openly support the teachings of Karl Marx, like that's a good thing. They can't get out of their own way. They're self-destructing, but they're trying to take everybody with them. You know, teachers complain that parents don't raise their students well. They do it poorly. They miss the good old days where parents would discipline kids for bad reports. Today's parents criticize teachers for not doing enough to teach their kids. When the kid doesn't do enough, the parents are blaming the teachers. Right? It's a sense of entitlement on both sides. The funny thing is they can't blame this on the Republican Party, on conservative Christians, or even on the 45th president of these United States, El Trumpito Donaldus Magnus, Donald J. Trump. Shoot, he wanted to go back to those good old days too, right? To make America great again. They can only blame themselves. They blame their whiteness. They blame each other. But just like the, the, the teacher that we had in the last episode, or excuse me, adjunct professor that we discussed in the last episode of This is America, we have another teacher. A teacher who calls a Hispanic cop a person of color, mind you. Well, I'm going to let you hear what this teacher had to say as soon as we come back. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. You don't want to miss this audio. This is America. This is America. All right. Bienvenido, America. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. And we're talking about the left and teachers and cops and so many things today. There's this audio I want you to hear of a teacher, and you've probably seen it on social media. I've definitely put it on my social media. And if you want to follow me on social media, get at me at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez. We have a Rumble channel. we got two Rumble channels or a Rumble account and a Rumble channel. I'm not sure how that works, but please subscribe. If you see Rich Valdez with an S, subscribe. I try to put some pretty good stuff on there, most of my stuff. But uh, anything else that I think is interesting and of note, and another one that's really good to follow is Mr. Cementa, Rich Cementa, Mr. Producer. He has a terrific Rumble account. He puts a lot of news stuff on there, stuff that you may later on hear in the Mark Levin Show. So if you want to sneak peek at either of those things, check out both of our accounts, uh, at Rich Valdez, at Mr. Producer, on um, Rumble, and you'll find a lot of good stuff. But getting back to this story, this woman is driving in her car, and she's pulled over. The officer's pulling her over because she has her cell phone in her hand. And what happens after that, honestly, some of it you might be able to predict, but the majority is just like, wow, wow, and wow. It just gets a little crazier each time. But I want you to listen to this audio of a sheriff's deputy and this woman. Check this out. So I was going under the speed limit. I was going at 38. Yeah, yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing you me? You are correct. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his do you have a Do you have your driver's license? I, it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? Because I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. 
And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was. I can. I wasn't. Doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have? And you had that you picture? scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're. That's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Jay? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, if here you, you stop, go, stop murderer. shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because man. you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the, the well, iPad, you, you, I'll tell you what, you keep smiling. Yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. Say that. You're the one who's crazy. Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. And um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? So. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need to do is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. There you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box right a, there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. Sign the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have you, a good day. Wow. Can you believe that? I'm taken aback. I have words. I'm not speechless, but it really was just disgusting. It was vile. Now, this was reported in Newsweek, and the sheriff's office would not release the name of the individual who identified herself as a teacher. Now, I looked at the UK Daily Mail, and it identifies the driver as a black woman, and Newsweek, I think, also corroborates that, so we know her race. Not that that matters. I don't think it's, it's relevant here, although I think if she were white, that this would be a big deal because she called a Latinx, right? Or as Levin says, Latinx. Uh, somebody, a uh, POC, Pac, somebody of color, right? Somebody that's brown, Hispano, Latino like me. They called somebody a racist murderer. And that's okay because she's also of color. So then it, it cancels it out, like two wrongs make a right? I don't think so. But that's what's happened. Now, the woman in question is a professor in several schools in the Los Angeles area. And she's also known to have made frequent false claims against sheriff's deputies. The sheriff's office declined to reveal her identity. That's gentlemanly of them. Well, mira pa allá, look at that. A teacher, yet again, a professor. What was once a righteous and noble profession has been hijacked by communist sympathizing activists within the teachers' unions to produce this very result. A hatred for law and order, a love for anarchy and destruction, and the use of racist or racial pretexts to demonize any opposition that they get. Imagine that, a world with no police. Does that mean that we all get to carry to protect our own lives? Because I always say an armed society is a polite society. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not in favor of a police state. I prefer limited government. As much of a supporter of law enforcement that I am, there are disparities that I've criticized in the past. For example, at a barbecue once, I was chopping it up with a firefighter, awesome guy, and I commented that I've seen some smaller towns in New Jersey have very big police budgets, but have very little crime, and it seemed disparate. Whereas big cities in Newark and Patterson were... I've been a police chaplain and I've gone on dozens of ride-alongs and seen the crime kind of close up and personal. 
it puts cops in a very difficult position with older equipment, sometimes computers that don't work, you can't run tags, that type of thing. And limited staff, less cops, which consequently get paid way less than cops in some of the nicer neighborhoods with less crime. So listen, I love the boys in blue, but it's not the free market that's dictating this. You know, NYPD officers literally are risking their lives, not daily, hourly, making 44K or whatever it is that they get after a couple of months. And it starts way lower than that. And officers in New Jersey, just 10 miles away, are coming in at like 60 and ending up at 80 or 100K. I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. That's not what I'm saying at all. And I'm not saying that we should rob from Peter to pay Paul to make it quote-unquote equitable. My point here is that poor politics and unions are the reasons that we have these disparities, not the free market per se. And maybe we should use a free market approach that would make things more fair and communities more safe. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. By the way, even trying to cancel campus cops. Now, this is something I think that's interesting because, you know, you wouldn't think that they would do that with, you know, a couple of years ago, the rape culture, the massive rape culture, you thought you'd, you'd want campus cops, right? You would think you want your children to be safe. Check out this headline, blazemedia.com. Cops off-campus uh, coalition kicks off abolition May as professors across the country vow to cancel classes in support of the movement. It's by Sarah Taylor. Professors across the country have vowed to cancel class and enable students, teachers, and other personnel to strike and protest against police presence on campus, according to Campus Reform. Unbelievable. On Friday, they reported that the grassroots organization, known as Cops Off Campus Coalition, organized a national day of refusal and has asked, quote, students and professors and faculty members to pledge to be absent from work, from class, from teaching, and more on that day. The organization, which states that it is, quote, committed to abolishing police on campus, planned the strike for Monday. Several hundred students, professors, and supporters have pledged to participate and signed a petition calling for area campuses across the country to remove any and all police presence. Now, this goes on and it goes on. I encourage you to read it. I'll tweet it out. I'll put it on Parler and I'll put it on Facebook as well. But one of the funny things about this is, this is really bizarre to me. And again, it's it's the same stuff. I know, I'm preaching to the choir and I don't want to beat a dead horse. But the left wants you to hate the police. But every time you see a video of them getting attacked, they're like, call 911, call the police. And they're not expecting a social worker to show up. They're expecting a big burly dude to come and save the day that's willing to risk his life because he does a different type of job that they do or she does a different type of job than they do where I come and I talk into a microphone or I push some buttons I talk on a phone that's my job they put on a bulletproof vest and hope they don't have to shoot quite a difference so salute to the boys in blue and of course everybody in uniform but going back to the left the left is creating these uh, angry, militant activists that have the guts to talk to cops the way you heard in that audio. 
to treat we the people as second-tier citizens, to position the government and its allies as superior to the people. I know what that's called. Totalitarianism, authoritarian. I mean, there's so many ways you can slice this. Now, they, like many people who are students of political science, have studied the Overton window. And they're opening that Overton window a little bit wider and wider each time. Well, guess what? I also know how to open the Overton window. And I say, let's increase the police. Let's go outside of our comfort zones and take a few lumps. Let's start teaching a college course. If you're able, if you're allowed to teach a college course, you should. If you're not, go and get a master's and then get in a classroom. If you're a conservative, get into that fight. If you don't like the way your government officials are doing things, become that government official. Like Gandhi said, we got to become the change that we want to see in America. Anyway, keep it locked right there because there's more of This Is America straight ahead. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right, bienvenido, America. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media. And I want to give a quick shout out to Angela Stanton King and Maj Ture and uh, some of the other influencers that are out there, Shamika Michelle and a lot of people, Joe Collins I saw out there that were on the first stop of the Real Talk Tour, which I'm uh, proud to be uh, a part of. And uh, I wasn't at the Vegas stop because we have a lot of things going on here in New York, but I look forward to joining them as they go out to Texas and California and to Florida and other states where I'm going to be able to meet with some of you guys and discuss some of the biggest issues that we're having across America. You can learn more about that at realtalktour.com or just check out my uh, social media at Rich Valdez with an S. Now, there is a breakup of billion dollar proportion going on. Bill and Melinda Gates... Uh, have filed for divorce. First, it was Jeff Bezos and his wife, and now them. You ever see that show, Wife Swap? You don't think that they perhaps... mm, Nah, nah. Anyway, the richest people in the world keep getting divorced. So let me take this opportunity to let these wonderful women know that I am single like a dollar bill, and I am not opposed to making their acquaintance. Ladies, ladies. And I'll leave that at that. Shoot, a brother could dream, right? Billions. Anyway, according to Yahoo Finance, Bill and Melinda Gates announced their split after nearly 30 years together. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates and his wife Melinda will separate after 27 years together. The billionaire announced on Monday, ending a marriage that launched an influential globe-spanning philanthropic and humanitarian empire. Via Twitter, One of the world's wealthiest people, Mr. Gates, said that he and his wife remain committed to their mission as philanthropists, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. Now, I guess that's cue the conspiracy theorists, Uh, and I'm not saying I think uh, Mr. Gates is a a saint. Uh, He's probably guilty of sin like the rest of them, but I don't wake up or go to sleep with him on my mind, about globalism on my mind, about the UN Agenda 2030 on my mind. Um, None of those things really are as significant as what's happening at my local school board, what's happening at the state level of my state, and of course what's happening right in my own country. Now I know those things impact different things, but they're really, in my opinion, beyond my grasp. You know what you know, and you do what you got to do. That's why I think it's so important for us to become more active in what we do and to to be the change that we want to see in America. Because if we don't, who will? But this goes on that the uh, tech titan who emerged as a leading voice in the fight against COVID-19 recently weighs in on matters impacting the environment, blah, 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 blah. 
So it just goes on to be a fluff piece for him and his buddies, Bezos and whatever. And apparently there's going to be another mega billionaire bachelorette on the market or divorcee, I should say. And that's news. And why do I bring it to you? Really, because it caught my eye because it was like, man, not even the billionaires are safe from the own or I should say from their own actions, right? They are reaping what they've sown. So many of these people that are not conservative, that are more liberal, that are more quote-unquote progressive, have pushed to degrade marriage, to make it worthless. Oh, it's just a piece of paper. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me this and that. If marriage is just a piece of paper, people wouldn't do it. I felt like I was saying that Peter Piper pecked the... You know what I'm saying. Anyway, I pulled a Joe Biden there. Hairy legs! Bottom line here. I think... People want to degrade or degradate marriage, and it's been a problem for decades. Attacking the family, the cornerstone, the foundation of our society, not our democracy, nothing. I'm talking about the actual civilization that we live in. The nuclear family surrounds itself around marriage. That is where strength is. That is where wealth is, and that has dissipated through the years, and it seems to be getting worse. And it, it just, to me, it begs the question, what's anybody doing about it? Years ago, I used to listen to Focus on the Family, and they are terrific. Uh, I don't get to listen as much, but I think they were one of the few that were out there that were really banging the drum on, you know, keeping it focused on families. Because, you know, your politics are better when your families are stronger, when you've got families that are rolling up to rallies as opposed to mom and dad, or maybe just mom because dad loves Bernie and mom loves Trump or vice versa. Or it's mom, dad, and son, but daughter loves uh, Bernie or Kamala because, you know, she went to college in California and you know the rest of the story. And should we allow this now, right? So I've got a kid in college and, you know, I try to prep her and and do my... um, anti-brainwashing because I know what she's going to get out there but I also think to myself at what point do we pull like uh like a Charlie Kirk from Turning Point and say screw it I'm not going to college I'd rather read you know the French Revolution and learn about uh Robespierre and and all the rest of the characters in the American Revolution and just be smart and well-read And I don't need these people to validate me and start my own organization and go to campuses across America and create more conservatives that love liberty. Kudos to Charlie Kirk and Turning Point. At what point uh, do we do that? Now, the reason I say that is whenever you hear me say at what point, it's a trick question. At what point is is a false equivalence typically, right? Right. There really is no answer where they're going to go, oh, that happens when it's half past noon on the 22nd day of March in the year. It doesn't work that way. And obviously every at what point question is something that comes from within. It's something that comes from you need to know exactly what you're doing with your life. How far are you willing to go? What type of sacrifices are you willing to make to protect your family, to make a family, right? AOC's out there peddling the idea, should we even have kids anymore? Is it safe to bring kids into a world that's going to end in 12 years? There's scientific consensus that the lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question. You know, should, is it okay to still have children? And I mean, not just financially, because people are graduating with twenty, thirty, dollars $100,000 worth of student loan debt. And so they can't even afford to have 
kids in a house, but also just this basic moral question, like, what do we do? And that's AOC, all out crazy, our least favorite congressperson from the Bronx and Queens. So I ask these questions because to me, the culture war has always been central to the conservative movement. Spending, taxes, yes, that's the fiscal part of it, the government part of it. But to me, the people part of it is what's most important. What happens with your kids and their minds and ultimately with their souls? This is what we have to look out for because this is America that we live in. This is the America we're going to transfer to them that they're going to inherit. And we've got to do our damn best job of making this the best country that we can make it to leave for them. And I really don't believe that involves killing people. I think it involves killing ideology, shutting it down, getting inside those institutions and destroying them from within. It's literally what they did to us. Colleges weren't always so crazy and, and, and leftist, but they became that way. The journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. I'll leave it right there. I always tell you that if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So today, stand for something. Take a stand for something that you believe in and give it everything you got. Because it's not getting any easier out there. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So if you want to see evil take over and raise hell all across America, keep doing nothing. If not, I'll see you out there making America great again. Not to be punny. <laughs> all right. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, America. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 